September is going to be the month of consistency for our podcast. Yeah. Consistency. I mean, look, we we our, don't want to mix anything up. I'm nicer than you. For our 12 listeners, <clears throat> uh, Amir and I are both traveling a lot in the next month and a half. And consistency. so we're going to throw together three or four episodes all at once. Yeah. And uh, here we are. Get over it, Garrett, and stop clipping your toes in the shower. Who does that? I don't know. I, you know what? Okay. Hold on. I'm going to defend him for a minute. Okay. I don't know where I do my clipping. I couldn't think of where it happened. Yeah. So you were like very opinionated. Mine, mine but... definitely happens in the bathroom, post-shower, sure. because the nails are softer. But then uh-huh. I gather the clippings, and I throw them in the trash. I mean, he's either a genius or a sociopath, and I haven't decided which. Maybe he's a... I, first of all, don't give him too much credit either way. Also, unrelated. Yes. Not related to you at all, Garrett. <clears throat> I just want to make sure I'm separating... But the next thing I'm about to say is not related to you. Did you see Trump's mugshot? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> ah, so good. Which one? Angry There's like Trump. seven of them. Oh, it's so good, though. But which one is Grump- the real one? Grumpy Trumpy, where he's like this. He's always Grumpy Trumpy. Oh, Grumpy Trumpy's real good. What's though. better than his mugshot is that when he got to the jail, he reported himself as being 6'3". Mm-hmm. And 215 pounds. That's what they said he was. Now, listen. They didn't weigh him. They just asked <laughs> you what's your height and weight. If you're 6'3 and yeah. 215 pounds, yeah. you're in pretty good shape. Yeah, 3 to 4% body fat, like all the photos they have of him. Where he's riding I mean, the I mean he'd have to be that fit to be rescuing all those kids out of a river, right? Well, of course, obviously. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a specimen. Yeah, he's something. Um, all right, so... I do know what I want to talk about on this episode, um, and that is you. What? You. Yeah. So for our listeners, if you know myself or John, or specifically John in this case, then you know that September is a big month for John every year. And um, this year, there's going to be a lot going on in your, in your month, um, trips and all these cool things. However... Um, it's your birthday in this month. And not only is it a birthday, it is a big birthday. It is a birthday that I personally have been (laughs) waiting forever for, for you to get to. Because, okay, I am four years older than you. Uh, Only? And yet, the way you describe it, like, I graduated high school in 1935 and Amir, it's a tenth of my life. I don't, yeah, I don't know what you're it's, about that. Oh, okay. Well, it's an eleventh of my life. Yeah. Anyway, so this year, John, it is all you want. It is your fortieth birthday this it year. Yeah. yeah, the big four O. Yep. So, Mr. Braverman, how's it feel to almost be forty? Uh pa- painful. That's yeah. That's my that's my feeling. Like literally I, uh, or or like I I painted grout the other day. Have you ever done that? No. So I Why? scrubbed the grout yeah. in my kitchen, and then there are parts of the grout that still didn't get clean after scrubbing. You know, you wouldn't have to scrub so hard if you didn't have to scrub away all the melted ice cubes on your kitchen floor. If I didn't have kids, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, water doesn't ruin it, by the way. Um, so I scrubbed it, and then I bought grout paint. And what you do is you take a little, like, it's called a grout toothbrush, but it's really just an electric toothbrush. And you put this little... St- 
you know, tiny ribbon of paint on it. And then I rubbed it into the paint and then you clean the tile, right? So I did, I would say half of my home and and the other half I'm going to do next week. I could barely walk for two days. I'm not joking. I was in so much flipping physical pain. Like I couldn't get up the stairs at my work. I was a little worried. I wasn't going to make it. And you know what's worse is actually egress is different than ingress. Like I, I was struggling more to go down the stairs, which is, you know, how you break your hip. Um, holy crap, being almost your age is rough, man. How have you been doing it for so long? Just in better shape than you. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> That's actually accurate. You worked out in 10 years. Um, I work out a lot. Thank you. But um, no, it's, look, I think, all jokes aside, right? Um, for me, when I turn 40, like, there's not a, it's not like you wake up one day and, like, no, you know, like, you step out of bed and your ankle breaks, right? Right. Um, but you're right. I mean, as you get older, you definitely, you notice, like, you recover slower. You know, you might get a cut on your hand and it takes, like, three times as long to, like, fully heal. It just scabs oh, forever. I'm going to land on that. It's not a cut on your hand. It's that you still get pimples, but they just take longer. <laughs> yeah. Everything Which, just takes longer. By the way, is like double asshole. Because you think when you're 16 that like, oh, you know what? Two years away from now, I'll never have a pimple again. Yeah. Hey, friends. That's a lie. That's not true. That's a lie. Yeah. They're still coming. Um, There's one right here. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, a lot of things change, right? And they change yeah. over time, um, obviously. But I think, you know, the, the big thing, all jokes aside, that I really want to talk about is um, I'm going to put you on the spot here. So, um, and you're not quite 40 yet. You've got a month and like four days left. Yeah, something like that. But, um, nobody's counting, right? But, um, I, I think for me, if I am fortunate enough to live to 80, like I'm happy, right? I'm, I mean, I would love to live to 90. I would love to live to a hundred. Sure. As long as I can live healthy and be functional. But I think 80 for me is like, if I make it to 80, sweet. Right. And it seems so far away, but then when I sit back and I reflect and I'm, you know, 43 right now, going to be 44 this year, that means the majority of my life is gone. Half of my, less than half is left. Um, and look, I, I, I hope you make it to 100, to 110, however, however old you want to be. Sure. Um, but like, what I want to ask you is, you know, thinking about the first half of your life, going into the second half of your life. What, what are, like, the things that stand out to you? Like, if you were reflecting back on the first 40 years, what are those things that, you know, are going to carry you through the next 40 years? Yeah. You know, I think I've, I've shared this before with you. I don't know if I've shared it on the podcast, but I've definitely shared it with you as a friend. Like, I have a notebook. I write in it every day. I like pen and paper. Just always been that guy. And there's this thing called the five regrets, right? So it's the five things that you'll regret when you die. And I write them down every day in reverse as an action step, right? So I write, say what you think, don't work too much, don't ignore your dreams, cultivate friendships, and choose happy as the five things that if I do every day, my life will be better. And the truth is halfway through my life, right? Because to your point, who knows how it'll go, but let's just use that as a moniker, I, if I died tomorrow, I would be really proud of what people would say at my eulogy. I think that's the thing I think about a lot. Like I don't live my life for what's on my resume. 
I live my life for what someone would say at my eulogy. And I think anyone that has spent a lot of time with me would have a hard time saying anything other than, yeah, he might have like embellished a couple numbers here and there, but you know, good person, cared about me, checked on me regularly, loved his kids, loved his family, loved his friends, you know, and, and like th that's, I think, what matters most in the next 40 years for me is how do I continue to do that and then almost double that work, right? Like the thing I think about a lot, you and I were talking about this yesterday, is I, I took this trip with Greg and Goose, I don't know, it was, I think 2019. We ran up to Flagstaff, we rented a cabin, and, and honestly, we spent the entire trip just talking about how to be better husbands, better fathers, better human beings. And there was no bull crap in the trip. Like it was soul wrenching. There were some like really difficult moments for each of us where we were talking about like the things that we're not good at. And you and I talked about like doing that, right? And, and going on that trip and, and maybe doing that twice a year and trying to have that constant check-in with yourself of like, am I a good person? Am I doing the right things? Am I, am I seeing life the right way? And I think as you get older, that's more and more important because the problem is as you get older, you know, the financial woes that you have in your 20s dissipate. The anxiety that you have about how you look or how you feel, like it, it doesn't go away fully, but like I think you and I both acknowledge that neither of us are going to get six-pack abs anytime soon. And so you, you have to more spend your energy on like am I a good friend? Am I a good husband? Am I a good father? Am I a good human being to other people? Am I a good boss? Would people want to work for me? Do people want to be around me, right? And the challenge is with all that, which is the positive part of the equation, the negative part of the equation is you literally have less energy. And all jokes aside, like you just have less to give every day. And you get up and you're like, yeah, I'm good. today's going to be awesome. I'm going to be I'm going to be a rock star today. And by 7, 8, 9 p.m., you're just ugh. <laughs> I can't do it any. I need to go to bed like I'm worn out. And so I keep thinking like, how do I make sure in this next 20 years where I still have the not the energy of my 20s, but I mean, I can still go on a trip and get through it, right? How do I make sure I spend the money, spend the time, spend the energy then instead of doing what most people do, which is put your head down and work through that whole season, and then you wake up in your 70s and you're ready to travel, but you don't have the energy level anymore, right? And that's that kind of plight of life, right? Which is when we're young, we have all the energy in the world, but none of the money or the resources. When we're old, we have all the resources and none of the energy. And our middle is the time that's wasted, right? And so for you and I, for Craig, for Goose, for Mark, for all of our good friends, I think this is the season of our life where I really hope that we pause and use what we have and, and also not get caught up in the stuff that doesn't matter. Because the truth is, I don't care what you do for a living. I don't care where you work. No company, no boss, no one wants you to spend all of yourself there. At least no good one, right? And I, I work for a good one, so I, I don't need to worry about that. I work for someone in, in a company that wants me to spend what I have there and be at my best when I'm there, but also spend my time on me when I can. And the truth is, the reason you and I haven't gone on a trip is just because we haven't sat down and planned it. Because we haven't taken the minutes to look and say, where do you want to go? You want to go to Banff? Cool. What are tickets cost? Cool. You want to book that? Great. Like, and, and I really, like, that's what's going to be in my body being balanced and business journal on my birthday is like, 
what do I want to really do to make sure that these kind of purchases aren't just money spent, but they're tools to go actually do something productive with and create something that outlives the time that I have on this earth. I love that, man. Thank you. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that. Um, it's a lot of the same things that I think I thought about when I hit my 40th birthday and, um, I still think about every day, right? So, uh, we've had a lot of discussions on this podcast, off of this podcast about, um, purpose and life and intent and, um, technology and how that can help or hurt what we're trying to do and how we can use it. And, um, it, it, it's interesting. Like I, I don't know. It's, the thing, I think the biggest two things that I would take away from getting older are, uh, one, <laughs> everything just hurts a little bit more. Um, <laughs> and that does, that is not a joke. That is not a lie. Um, it is the truth. And it happens so gradually that you don't notice it. But then when you start noticing it, you realize it, right? Yeah. Uh, and it always, it always makes me kind of fascinated. You see people like, you know, Dwayne Johnson who are in their 50s and still waking up at 4 a.m. every day and grinding and getting four hours of sleep at night and just going. And part of it is fascinating of how you do that. But the other part that you that we don't see, that the world doesn't see, is what does it look like when he can finally sit still? Like, right. is that like a full day of sleep? You know, you know what I mean? There's so much that goes into it. It's, it's challenging. It's hard. And the older you get, the harder it gets. Um, so that's my first takeaway. Uh, my second takeaway is that life is very short. And, um, you know, when I was in my 20s, <clears throat> and even today, to, to an extent, I'm getting better, although my wife won't agree with me on this. Um, everything was about being lavish, right? If I'm going to go on a trip, it has to be a five-star hotel. If I'm going to fly somewhere... Let's get first class. Like, all these things are great. I'm not saying they're not important. But to an extent, I wonder now how many times that desire then prevented me from experiencing something that I could have experienced if I just allowed myself to experience it instead of the luxury around it. Have you ever <clears throat> read Remy Sethi, the I Will Teach You To Be Rich? It's a book. I have not. Uh, it, I think he has a Netflix doc that's about it too. It's called My Rich Life or something like that. Okay. Um, I haven't watched it because you know me. I don't watch anything. Um, but for the people who don't want to read, I'm a reader. Um, he has this philosophy that I really like. I think you should read it or watch it. Um, and, and the idea is like you have to pick what your rich life is. Mm -hmm. And what he argues is it's perfectly fine if you want to fly first class. In fact, fly first class, have a chauffeur when you arrive, Mail your clothes. So you don't like do everything. Sure. But don't drive a nice car then. Like make a trade off. You can't do it all. And, well, his well, argument is some people can do it all. Some people, most can. people can't. Right? right. But everyone can live a rich life. They right. just have to pick what their rich life is. Exactly. And, and what he talks about, which I really, really appreciate is he doesn't vilify that. Like it's not bad to want to fly first class. What he says though, is it's bad if you want to fly first class and drive the nice car and have the really nice house and eat the steak dinner and you make $80,000 a year. Right. Like that doesn't work. Right. You, you have to pick in life what you're going to do. And, and I, what I appreciate about that is he talks about whether you make $30,000 a year or $500,000 a year, like 
that's just the sliding scale of like how rich can those lives be, but you have to do this. Yeah. And something that I found is like for, for Linz and I, like we really like traveling exquisitely. We like nice hotels. We like really nice dinners. And, and we, I would rather see 10 less countries, but see them at that level. Mm. And maybe you would go to Peru and live in a hostel for a week. I, I wouldn't do that. Like yeah. that, that isn't interesting to me, but it might be for you. And I think that's okay. But I, but I think where we all get caught up in this, and this is the keeping up with the Joneses part of the equation is, you know, take our little five person male friend group, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, we have many other friends outside of that, but I'm just talking about the five sure, of us sure. that, that were in my wedding, right? Like we all have very radically different lives. <laughs> yes, we do. And Greg, under no circumstance, could imagine buying a Steam Deck. Yeah. And he makes way more money than you. But that's just not where he would spend his money. He would never do that. Right. That would never happen. And Mark would never do that. And Goose would never do that. But you and I would do that one. Mm -hmm. And then Greg would go do something with his, you know, PC or, you know, all of us have our own, like, thing, right? Right. Vice. Yeah. He would spend money on a tattoo where I'd be like, why would you do that? That's crazy pants. Sure. And I think what's interesting 40 years in is I think in my 20s I was really judgmental about how people spent their time, their money, um, you know, like where they were. And when you get older, you kind of realize like, that's so wasted. Mm -hmm. What do you care? Yeah. I I don't care what you do with your money. It doesn't bother me at all. What you do. I also, I'll give you crap in the way of like, Hey dude, you sure that was smart? Like, do you really need a lens for your, you know, any X five? Like, sure. (laughs) There's like the human me and you jabbing each other. Yeah. But can't honestly, like when, when we were 24, and and you and I worked together. Do you remember your? I think your mom bought you like a Louis Vuitton. Um, it was a suit garment a, bag. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that bag? Uh huh. I still have it. I remember both simultaneously <clears throat> thinking, "I'm fucking so jealous that you have that bag." Yeah. And also, what a stupid bag. Yeah, and you're because right. Because you're never going to use. You're it. right on both accounts, by the way. <laughs> totally right. Yeah. Like, but then I so I have this yeah. vivid memory, and and it was your birthday. And me and Greg were at Fashion Square Mall, mm-hmm. and we were trying to figure out what the, what's the perfect. I, I still have them; here. they're in my cabinet yeah. in the kitchen. It, totally, yeah. And we bought you Gucci ice cube trays uh-huh. because there could never be a better gift for someone like yeah. you than the dumbest gift on earth, which is ice cube trays that probably cost us three hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. So the the they iron, just make little G's. The funny thing with those that is that that was eighteen years ago, nineteen years ago. Probably. Uh, I've used them three times. Sure. Why would you? And, I, and I'll never like, get rid of them because why would I? But like <laughs> then it was almost bought as like a, a commentary yeah, yeah. on your bouginess. Yeah. But honestly, now I look back and I'm like, sure. You know what? If that's the thing that makes you happy, God bless. Yeah. Well, what the hell do I care? Because to your point, life is short. If you want to spend your money on shoes and someone else thinks shoes are stupid, who cares? Right. If you and I want to spend money on this podcast that no one watches and no one else cares about it, God bless. Who cares? Yeah. Like, it's like life is, you know, when I was growing up as a kid, um, and I say kid, I mean like pretty much through most of college, um, I was very focused in life on making sure other people like me. Of course. Um, like, I, I never had a lot of friends. I wasn't very popular in school. Um, I went to a lot of schools where I, clearly did not fit in that environment. And I think all those things kind of shaped me into 
by the time I got into eighth grade in high school, like my only focus was make sure everybody likes me. Right. Um, and in doing that, I kind of lost sight of doing what's important for me. Right. Right. Because I did everything to make sure other people like me, right. To be popular, friendly, funny, whatever as I could be. And as I'm getting older, um, you know, I think that as you grow older, translates into kind of a show off kind of mentality. Not that you're purposely sure. showing off, but you are right. Like, and I think as I get older, you know, one of the biggest things I've realized in life is I still like nice things and I still spend money on nice things. Of course. Um, however, none of that stuff is going to matter 20 years from now. No. You know, um, what is going to matter 20 years from now is the time I spent with my friend, family and friends. This podcast that nobody listens to, that we've been doing in some form for three years, four years, matters more than probably anything I've bought over the same period of time. Right? Well, right, because your kids, your wife, someone's going to listen to this 10 years from now, and they probably actually will understand you as a person. Yeah, that's part of it. Better better than some object would tell them. That's part of it. But the other part of it is the cultivating friendship piece, right? Right. So totally. this started because I lived in Alabama and you were in Arizona. Yep. And we talked all the time. And it's like these things are the things that matter most because, again, the camera is going to come and go. The Louis bags are going to come and go. And even if they stay, what the fuck am I going to do with a Garmin bag in 20 years, right? Nothing. I haven't done anything totally. within the last 20 years. The things that matter are the trips to Hollywood, right? Where we, you know, took photos and spent two hours taking a 10-mile bus ride to Santa Monica Pier. And, you know, um, that matters. Like, those are the memories that matter. Um, And it dawned on me. I've known it because I I mean, we're friends. But it kind of dawned on me a little bit earlier today. It's going to sound really bad. I have known you for... Pretty much half your life. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. When you think about it that way, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's funny. You said this thing a minute ago and I just, it caused me to laugh at it. Like of, you know, you, you did a lot of things to get people to like you. Right. Like I actually don't think we liked each other at first. (laughs) So I I was working at 101 in Mayo. Yeah. Working at PV. Yeah. I remember you driving. I think you drove it. Did you drive a Jeep? What did you fucking drive? No. no. It was like a Ford Explorer. What was it? What truck did you drive? <clears throat> I didn't have a truck. Uh, SUV? Uh, when I first, first started. Yeah, yeah. When I first started, it was a uh, Chevy Blazer Extreme. Blazer. It was a Blazer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you came, and I remember we had this you know, mutual friend, Trisha, right? And she's yeah. like, oh, this is a man. He's a douche. And... <laughs> And then, you know, you walk in and I'm like, oh, yeah, he's a douche, right? Like, fuck this guy. This guy is, like, super douchey, right? And You've never then, told me this before. They, so David, who is our simultaneous boss, right, whose birthday is, three is, days is ago. Is this the 40th year, uh, like, truth run, the honesty? It, well, so so he moves us in the same store. <laughs> yeah. And this is my memory. Is so, uh, so I started in April. Yeah. And I moved to PV in November. Yeah. And they had this contest, right? Mm-hmm. And so it was, we both worked sales. We were at T-Mobile. Yep. And the contest was if you could sell 50% more than your average sales yeah. for the first 15 days of the quarter and the last 15 days of the quarter, you got a bonus, like $3,000, right? Sure. And 
I crushed it. Like, because I came from this other shitty store, this good yeah. store, and yeah. I was pretty good, right? And you were so fucking mad. You were just like, you wanted to stab me <laughs> in the eyeball because you were like, this is bullshit. Like, yeah, baby you goals. just got all this money, and I didn't, like, I'm not, because I was already doing well. I got screwed for doing well, right? Right, right. And I will literally never forget. It was the 16th of December. And I was like, fucking got it. This is so good. Like, I'm crushing right now. And you pulled out this black binder. <laughs> and it was all of your customers. And I don't know what had happened the night before, but you were just like, fuck this. I'm not going down this way. <laughs> and you smoked my ass. I mean, it wasn't even funny. Like, you put on a show for the last 15 days. And I remember thinking, like, God damn, like, I got to learn from that guy. Like, that's so good. Like, what is that? That's impressive, right? And, I, and we both, like, made an egregious sum of I think we both sure, got, like, $10,000 yeah. yeah, that year, which is stupid, stupid, yeah. right? Like, this ungodly sum of money for both of us. 23 years old making. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was so dumb, right? Now, I didn't know what Gucci or Louis was, so I was buying, I bought, like, a bed or something. You know what it is now. And, uh, well, you know what's funny? <laughs> I bought a Mac. I know what I bought. I bought a computer. Yeah. And, and you bought, like, you know, Louis Vuitton Something. necklaces or something sure um but what's funny is so it's four months later so it's april mm -hmm. and you win winter circle yeah right? so the best salesperson and you asked me to go to hollywood and even then i think we were we were friends but almost in like a frenemy way of like yeah we yeah we'll see and then we go on this trip and we're just like ah you're great this is funny i've been in the same stuff this is great yeah like we were taking the same photos going through, and I'll never forget sitting on that stupid bench. We got delayed, and we were in that hotel, <laughs> and Tiger Woods, it's the shot where he hits yeah, he has the, the Masters, pa the pause. Right? Yeah, He pauses, it cup falls in, and I had a iPod shuffle around my neck, mm -hmm. and you were wearing the red twins shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, both of us thought we were pretty cool by wearing graphic tees that said weird, you know, inappropriate things. Yeah. And it, it's so funny, because... <laughs> I think we only worked together for another like two weeks. Yeah, and I got sent to Metro, and you got sent to, you know, uh, Desert Ridge. I think it was. No, 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 it was the other one. It was the Camelback one, twentieth. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But I think it's so interesting how weird life is that like it, I could have never in that moment or in that even that season thought that fifteen years later. You know, you stood beside me in two weddings, mm -hmm. right? Like that—that that you would be who I talk to three times a week, five times a week. Like, it, but it's so—it's so weird, right? When you look at life, you're like, oh, you can't plan that stuff. It's the thing I want my daughter to understand and my kids to understand. Is like, you can't predict this. Mm -hmm. You might think you know. You might judge someone the first time you meet them. You're, you're wrong. Like, go deeper. Get to understand someone with their soul. Figure out who they yeah. really are. And what's funny is, I think, obviously, Alabama wasn't when we became friends. We were deep friends by then. But somehow that, like, actually being gone thing, really, like, I found almost, what, three times a week, four times a week, we'd talk on the phone for an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. And, like, it's so much of who we are today came from that season in this way that you could have never predicted if you would have written it down and thought this is how it's going to go. Like, nope. Yeah. Like, and truthfully, when I went through a divorce in Seattle, like, you were there, right? You were you were the person that flew up and stood there. You and Goose, right? And I think people confuse where they are in life, and all this goes back to what you said about being forty. Like, 
I, I don't it's just a it's just a number it's some yeah. arbitrary day right yeah. i could live to be 41 or i could live to be 91 who knows but these milestones act as reflection points where you look back and you think how crazy to think that i moved to arizona in 2004 mm-hmm. that is almost 20 years ago we're coming up on 20 years yeah and next year you and i will have known each other for half of our life mm-hmm. my buddy goose right we met in our freshman year of high school which doesn't seem like that long ago but he sent me a picture today <laughs> and i was like crap we've known each other for 26 years yeah like what how how have we known each other for two-thirds of our our existence on this earth mm-hmm. my wife we met when she was a freshman in high school. We've, we've known each other now for 22 years. Like, what a weird thing. And, you know, I always think of you and Jill as, like, you just you just started. But, like, when did you meet Jill? Ten years ago? Ten years ago. So um, your wedding was, like, ten, ten years six ago, months year. after Jill and I started dating. Yeah. Um, five months, something like that. Um yeah, it's crazy. It, it's crazy, and it, it, that was something else I was thinking about. Like, we're coming up on on our eighth year anniversary, and you you and Lynn's have been waiting ten crazy. years, and it's like, first of all, time flies. It's insane how much time flies, and it does. Um, but yeah, it's I don't know. Life life is very interesting. Life is a very um, has a very interesting way to 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 work itself out. Um, and I think that the thing for younger kids, and I, and I don't say this to discourage anybody younger, because young kids are young kids, right? We yeah. were that way too. Um, however important you think your life is right now, it's not. However yeah. important you think whatever around you is, it is in that moment to you then. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't want to downplay it. Totally. But, like... But, I'll, okay... I have to tell you story. But it's I like. Go. I, I know the podcast has to do, but I have to tell you this because it's so funny. Yeah. Okay. You're working at 28th Avenue in Camelback, right? Mm. We both worked at this point for T-Mobile. We don't talk about our current jobs ever, but we're going to talk about our old Yeah. Job. And you were so fucking annoyed. You worked <laughs> for this boss that you just didn't think was very good. And you were super annoyed. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And because when your friend's annoyed, you get annoyed for them, right? Sure. So you'd called me and I was so mad for you, right? And that boss got picked to do something, and I was way better. Like, and David, who was our shared market leader, mm-hmm. he came. We met at Chipotle at Metro Center, mm-hmm. and he had told me this other person was getting this experience. And I was like, "Hold on, I am. I literally run the number one and number two stores in your market for you because I run two of them: Metro, Metro Kiosk. Like, I crush every result. We lead in VOC. We have the best attrition rate in the planet. Like, what are you talking like?" And I, I remember, like, you had just called me. You were so pissed off. And I was like, you know what? I quit. Fine. I'm out. Fuck you. I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, if this is how you're going to treat people, buzz off. Mm-hmm. And I remember, so I love David to this day. We're sitting at Chipotle, and he's like, yeah. Um, you're a fucking idiot, and I don't accept your stupid statement. <laughs> you don't quit. I am going to put the other person in front of you. You're right. You're better than that person. But until you figure out how to not to be an arrogant asshole, you're never going to get what you want. So get over it. Get your ass back to work. And tell Amir to shut up, too. And I was like, <laughs> fuck. Damn it. But, like, I, I, it's so funny because when you're, I, I, what was I, 26? Yeah. 
I was, I was so confident. I was right. Like, I was so right. I just wasn't getting anything right. <laughs> but, I, but I was right, but I wasn't getting anything right. And, like, That's... There, there's still many days in my life, even at this age, where I still get that wrong. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, it's, it's a thing I hope you remind me of the next five years of every time I'm stressed about work, relationships, whatever the thing is, of just, like, hey, man, it's a zero. Like yeah. that, I know you think it's the end of the world today. It's, it's not. not. It's, it's not. just a chapter. Yep. Skinny fries.